everyone and welcome back to our podcast. We're on episode three. Uh, we're here again today with Kieran and Michael um, and we're just going to have a chat about first time buyers. So this is our first time buyer special today um, and I'm just going to let the boys go ahead with it all. <laughs> okay, um, I'll kick off Kieran. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, first time buyers. Uh, distant past for me, 1985, was that 38 years ago? Uh, and changed times. I was a first time buyer in the days of 100% mortgages. Um, although interest rates were about 12%, I have to say. Um, but yeah, very, di- very different times. Uh, much more difficult for people now. And of course, the average age of a first time buyer back in the day for myself, it was early to mid 20s. Now it's really late 20s to early 30s in this area. And if you look down in London, you're late, late 30s. Anyway. Tell me, um, in terms of you know our, our best advice to first-time buyers, um, when should they be looking to engage the services of the, the various professionals, so solicitors? What would be your advice? Yeah, so again, everyone's going to be different there, um, but I'd probably say, look, you know, certainly start speaking to people pretty early on in the, the process. Uh, obviously, look. Maybe get an idea as to the type of areas that you like, uh, the type of properties that obviously would, would appeal to you. Uh, but really after that point, you're going to need to know two things. You're going to need to know what you can afford and what it's going to cost you. Obviously a solicitor, um, you know, we're obviously a chartered firm for the ESPC, uh, but any good solicitor uh, is going to be able to give you some sound, solid advice on the process, about the talk you through, yeah. what you need to do. Uh, and ultimately as well they can either refer you on to a mortgage advisor or you can speak to your own bank or you can shop around you can do a bit of research yourself uh, but yeah I think first protocol certainly get some advice and, and just understand the process and what it's going to entail yeah I think that's that, that, that's right I mean as you say you know, as a solicitor you know, um, personal buyers have put through to me um, on the phone for advice or the, you know, the, the coming from an appointment um, of you know initially quite often quite nervous because mm-hmm. it's also a massive step. I mean, I think it's the first step. You think, oh, I'm, I'm a grown up. I'm I'm, go- I'm going to buy a property. So you feel gr- a grown up, and you know even a mod- even if it is a modest first time buy, say you know one by one bed flat at seventy five thousand pounds or something, it's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of cash, um, and it can all be a bit yeah, absolutely, and it's daunting for people. So. You know, good solicitors will always put people at their ease, and I'd like to think that we're quite skilled at doing that. And uh, it's important that you know, obviously, um, you know how much it's going to cost. What are your legal fees going to be? Um, are you going to, um, you know, incur land and buildings transaction tax? Because of course, if you're, which kicks in at one hundred forty-five thousand pounds, unless you're a first-time buyer, in which case it doesn't kick into your one hundred seventy thousand pounds, which in this area is normally. You know, well above the level at which most first-time buyers enter the market, and and that sort of advice, I always feel good when I give you know clients that advice, and you're telling them things that they don't otherwise know. Um, is is yeah, I, I agree. I think it's important. You know, it's funny with my job, obviously, I don't really ever meet the first-time buyers. I'm usually seeing them the second time round, you know, when they're, they're first-time sellers. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately, you know, there's a lot of jargon, there's a lot going on with a transaction, and it is stressful. 
and ultimately we speak to someone who does this every single day. You know, if anything, if all they're doing is put your mind at ease, then that's going to be a massive advantage to anybody. Yeah, and I would also say to first admirers that you know, if you see a property you might like, a couple of things. Um, firstly, um, you know, once you've chosen your solicitor, um, get them to note interest on your behalf. A um, couple of things about noting interest. First of all, it costs you nothing, not a penny. Um, nor does it commit you to anything. But important to note that nor does it commit the vendor to setting a closing date. Sometimes people have a misconception because I've spoken to friends or relatives or someone down the pub who's told them if you know interest, you've got to get a chance to put in an offer. And of course, that isn't the case. A seller can sell to anyone at any time for any amount he wishes. Um, so you know, it's important to be aware of that. Um, but yeah, speak, speak to solicitors, get them to know interest on your behalf. If you're going to put in an offer for a property, view it several times, at least twice, um, different times a day, maybe take other people with you, you know, for, for a, a second opinion. You tend to, the first time it's all, it's all heart, second time trying to make it more about your head. Is it the right area? What are the jobs needing done? Yeah, maybe maybe not just different times a day, but maybe different days of the week as well. You know, yeah, yeah, day, good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, because once you put in an offer, again, and this is something that people aren't often aware of, once you put in an offer and it's been agreed, the, the profession, the industry norm is that you will not get back into that property to measure up or check anything else out until you're in a legally binding contract. So it's important to you know view as many times to be absolutely sure in your mind before you put in an offer. And if that's three or four times, then obviously we see that here. We see people that go to view properties three and four times. So yeah, um, just coming, circling back to what you were saying, Kieran, about the financial advisors. You know, we deal with a number of hand-picked financial advisors that we've dealt with over many years, in some cases decades, uh, that I was happy to make a referral to. They have access to the whole of the market. Um, if one approaches uh, your own bank or building society, they're only going to tell you about you know the products they have. They're not going to tell you, oh, there's a much better product down the road with another bank. An independent financial advisor, mortgage broker, who has access to the whole of the market, can, can give you all of that advice. So I, I personally would always um, you know, sort of suggest to people that's the road they, they, they go down. Then, so what about you know, deposits? Um, Kieran advice there. There was a, an article on the BBC a couple of months ago. I posted it on our, um, maybe it wasn't even as long ago as that, I posted it on our um, Facebook about the broker in Glasgow who was talking about oh, first time buyers getting hit with double deposits, um, which I thought was. So it's disingenuous to be honest with you, but he was saying the thing about you know, if you if you've got a ninety percent mortgage, you've you, you've got to save the ten percent value. But then anything above the home report value, you choose to pay. Yeah, a hundred percent of that has also got to come out of your pocket. So he was referring to that as double deposits. What do you what, what would be your advice to first time buyers in terms of deposits, how to get them together, the the options that are available for them? Yeah, well, look, firstly, first thing we're going to say is it's tough. You know, we know it's tough. Uh, you know, if, if we look back to 2019, you know, which was our last normal year before, obviously, lockdowns and, and the market went a little bit crazy, you know, you had an average sale price compared to home report of about 99%. You know, now, even, obviously, where, where we ended up last year and things have been pretty good this year, 
you know, on average we're talking 3-4% in Dunfermline and obviously as, as Michael's alluded to there, you know, we're solicitors, we're not just offering Dunfermline, we offer in Edinburgh, we offer in Glasgow and Glasgow in particular at the moment some, some really big prices over home reports. So firstly, yeah, we know, we know it's tough. Um, look, obviously, if you, uh, if you listen to, uh, to the government, you know, it's a, it's a case of don't have avocado on toast and cancel Netflix and you'll be fine. I think we all realise <laughs> yeah. it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. There, are, there are products out there that obviously allow you to, to save and get a little top up in the government. We used to obviously have uh, help to buy ISAs. We've got lifetime ISAs that are going to allow you to, to get that bonus there. Um, but, but yeah, look, it, it's tough. And, and what I would say is just don't compare yourself to others. You know, some people will be getting a helping hand with deposits. Some people, unfortunately, have to save that up themselves. You save up to what you can afford, and it brings us back to the whole point of the mortgage advisor is they'll be able to advise you on what you can borrow, what the lending yeah. criteria is, and then you can work yeah. out deposits based on that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's uh, great advice. Uh, Kate, I would echo that, that in terms of, you know, talking about you know, you stop Netflix and eating avocado and toast and stuff, I suppose to an extent that, you know, when you speak to a mortgage advisor, um, it is worth, I would suggest, maybe I would say this, um, it is suggest maybe you know giving up your your special grande caramel lattes uh, four times a week or whatever and, and making some savings and and which is yeah. I don't know if I can cut that out. <laughs> like I'm not gonna. I can cut many yeah. things out, like ban- think, my Valentine's membership and all that. I, but I, I don't know I if I can I cut out a Starbucks. I didn't suggest you cut out nails and things. That wasn't. I, I, to I, I mean, yeah, because you know that would essential. be a point. No, nah, that would be an absolute they're, they're no. Absolutely essential. Not but, happening. No, you know, you. it's worth uh, perhaps you know pushing oneself, not even pushing oneself a little bit, you know, you might have to make some sacrifices, but I would always suggest to people, you've got to have a life, you've got to go holidays and all the rest of it, so I, I personally, you know, wouldn't suggest to anyone that they max themselves out. And that goes on a realistic goal though, yeah. as well, yeah. like, have, 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 have sure. like a, sure. a number in your head of yeah. what you would exactly. ideally yeah. like to save, yeah. rather than just winging it and yeah. saving and just mm. hoping for the best, like yeah. have yeah. a target that you want to reach. Yeah. And, and then that's where, for some, and again, we realise very much this isn't, everyone's not as fortunate as, as, as this, but, you know, if one does have access to the bank of mum and dad, if parents can help you out, then that is obviously a big help. Important to discuss that with mortgage advisors because that help the mum and dad give you in terms of um, how mortgage um, lenders look at it. It's what we call a gifted deposit. Uh, and it's all got to be properly vouched for and all the rest of it, so it's important they see that early on. And then with your solicitor, you may want to draw up minutes of agreement regarding that because you have situations, you know, a couple buying a property, mum and dad are putting in uh, one, one let's say the parents are putting in the, the deposit, you know, heaven forbid, but if the relationship doesn't last, you want to make sure that things are tied up in a fashion that says, well, if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't last, um, the deposit that we put in on behalf of our son or daughter comes back to our side of the family. It doesn't end up getting split. Um, and, you know, again, that's where legal advice can, can really, really help you there. Um, obviously, we've talked about it is slightly less heated market, Kieran, than it was. Yep. But, um, you know, it's, it's still relatively tough. Any tips for first-time buyers who might be getting frustrated um, maybe they've missed out several times or they're not seeing enough. What, you know, any kind of tips for stretching their, 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 their budget? Yeah, well, look, I mean, if, if 
you're if you, you know if you keep missing out, unfortunately, that that's just that's one of the facets in the market currently. You know, we, we still, in terms of where we are, in terms of volume of property on the market, it, it's still down compared to to, to pre-COVID. Uh, we in Dunfermline have a unique situation where we have probably not enough housing on the market. We have buyers not just within location, but buyers coming in out of area as well with hybrid working and things like that. And it is tough. So I would say, firstly, make sure you're looking in the right places. The, the biggest portal in Dunfermline is going to be ESPC. Uh, obviously, big solicitor firms are going to advertise on there. But the most important aspect of that is <coughs> property will be on there 72 hours before any other portal. There are still sellers out there who are motivated by time, i.e. if you can get in there early, you see on the ESPC, you get in nice and quick, and ultimately there may be a deal to be had there as well. Um, there's other things you can do, obviously, if you're offering closing dates. Um, one of the maybe new ideas in the market, which we're seeing a little bit at the moment, is you know putting in your offer, but ultimately uh, adding a little caveat to that as well, a nice little uh, letter to the vendor or something like that. That's uh, proving really popular at the moment. Michael touched on it, you know, yes, you're buying property with your head, ultimately, and it needs to be an investment, but, but people make these decisions with their heart. And ultimately, if they go on well with the, the potential buyer, they get that letter through, you know, money's not always the deciding factor. Yeah. But you do need to get out early. There's no point sitting looking at it on a computer, on a phone. You need to be physically viewing property and getting your offers in early before there's a potential for a closing date. Obviously, some probably will still do it, but there may be a deal to be had there. You know, that's a very good point as well. Again, to discuss early doors with solicitors, that um, you know, normally um, most most practices, and you know, we're very much like this, will at least put in a couple of offers before charging you. So if you put in an offer and it's unsuccessful, normally the first or second time, your your solicitor won't charge you for that. For subsequent third onwards unsuccessful offers, if it comes to that, you'll normally be charged a fairly nominal fee, normally below £50. Um, so again, that's something worth checking out. Again, uh, as Kieran was saying, I, I think you, there's, there's nothing really to be lost in you know putting an offer in, and often it's just a verbal anyway that I put in on behalf of people, open up a, a, a discussion, have a chat, see if there's uh, a deal to be done. If there is, fantastic. If there's not, you move on. Um, and again, how much to offer? Well, your solicitor will advise you. You know, we have access to all the data from our own data, our own sales, of which there's, there, there are many, uh, and yeah. ESPC. Yeah, I think that's a big one. You know, from, from obviously doing valuations every single day, the kind of zeitgeist of the market lags behind. People are still under this impression, you know, that perhaps we're going to have to offer 10% over. You know, speak to Michael, speak to Laura, speak to Stacey when you put new offers in. They'll be able to get up-to-date analytics stats on that specific location, house type, price range. They'll be able to tell you exactly where the right ballpark for an offer yeah, is. And, and the other thing is there in terms of you know, stretching the budget. Uh, sometimes it's worth looking at, at things, maybe even just slightly above where you think your max is. And if you're downloading the, the, the home reports... If that property's been on the market, in general, it could be anything, but in general, more than a couple of months, certainly more than three months, i.e. the sort of shelf life of the home report, there's perhaps a deal to be done. You know, the, the, the vendors might be getting a bit twitchy, um, etc. Going back to what you're saying,
and it only came in a situation where we had where we, we did put in a, a letter accompanying our offer. Um, if there, you know, an executive, so kids selling on behalf of late mum or dad, um, it doesn't always come down to the money. Yeah. You know, if, you know, if a difference of a few thousand pounds, say three thousand pounds, between the highest and the second highest offer, if there's three kids, okay, it probably means a thousand pounds each uh, difference to them. Maybe not the be all and end all. And if you know you can strike up a rapport, in the classic case we had recently was a sale at Cypress Grove, where the family felt mum and dad would have really liked the young couple. Mm, they it. saw similarities with them as a young family, and they chose to hang on and wait for those first time buyers to have the mortgage and everything all approved when they could have sold for probably higher to other people. Yep. So again, you don't get despondent would be my tip to, to, to first time buyers. I suppose it's the thing that your your mum or your grandma always said, you know, what's meant for you will not go past you. Um, you know, so, you get, so hang you get in there. clients phoning, like the girls being like, oh, you know, so-and-so's viewed it, I absolutely love them, are they going to put in an offer, yeah. like, I love them so much, like, I would love for them to have yeah. our house, like, this was our family home for yeah. however many years, like, we could see them living here, like, please, when you speak to them, yeah. say, like, you know, if they want to put in an offer, like, yeah. we'd happily consider yeah. it, and, you know, that could be something, so, like, there are some people that yeah. are just, they just love yeah. that person, or the couple, well, you know, or the family, or, or the... Even just the single person, they're like, I can see potential and they are willing to have our house. Absolutely. It's the flip side of the coin that I often see when we're having our, our meetings and best practice meetings and all the rest of it here. We always say, remind ourselves uh, that you know people buy things they need from people they like. The flip of that is that sometimes, maybe not always, but people also like to sell to people they like. You know, the... the they're passing on at the family home where they've built a lot of happy memories and they kind of want to feel that they're going to be respected. So again, don't be discouraged. Um, you know, be your most charming version of yourself when you're viewing and it can make, not always, but it can make a difference. What, in terms of local areas um, that you would maybe suggest to first-time buyers, not just Dunfermline, maybe out with, what, what would be your advice to find first-time buyers? Yeah, so I think it depends, obviously, uh, you know, what you're looking for, what the budget is. Uh, you know, Dunfermline and, and obviously it's outlying areas, uh, you know, massive variations in property. If it's a flat, you know, first-time buyers are looking for, you've got, uh, you've got traditional in the town centre, you've got more modern expansion locations. And ultimately, if, if you're prepared to go a little bit further afield and move that little bit further out of Dunfermline, then ultimately prices will typically follow suit. Can I just cut, cut the cue? Am I right in saying that you would say that Rosyth prices are effectively now just the same as Dunfermline prices, by and large? By and large, yeah, for, for sure. And, and I think, you know, the, the world, and obviously the local market in, in the last couple of years has changed massively, and we are seeing that, you know. There are still areas where fantastic areas but ultimately prices are just that little bit cheaper but but yeah look if, if you want to be within you know a couple of mile radius of, of Dunfermline's city centre now I suppose um, you, you're going to see prices pretty um, can normalise across the board um, you know it really as I, keep, as I say it keeps going back to what you need and what you're looking for you know everybody's budget will be different it brings us back to deposits 
don't compare yourself to others. Everyone's budget's different, everyone's needs are different. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, you know, once you know, once you've spoke to your solicitor, once you've spoke to your mortgage advisor, once you know how much it's going to cost, once you know how much you can borrow, at that point, speak to us. You know, we have a, a pretty robust mailing list. Uh, we obviously do valuations every single day. We can obviously match prospective buyers up with property. Uh, and we also have some other features that might be coming in the next couple of weeks, maybe uh, next month, that, that would also allow buyers just to have a little bit more access to the market. Yeah, well. to some off-market deals, which we'll, we'll talk about in a, in a future podcast. I mean, things are a wee bit cheaper, obviously, if you start moving out to, you know, Celtics and Cowden Beats and all the rest of it, they're just that little bit, little bit cheaper. Uh, obviously, here in Dunfermline, you know, my advice would be that, you know, the traditional starting areas of Victoria Terrace, Victoria Street, Rose Street, etc., and around the town centre, maybe Bruceville Avenue and Elliott Streets and things, um, you, you can possibly do without a car. You can certainly do without two cars, probably, uh, you know, if you were a, a couple. So there's, you know, you may pay a little bit more for some of these properties than something just out with the town, but um, there's a lot of conveniences, and then you've got bus station and train station to allow you to commute if need be. And and, and I would say that to 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 first time marriages, just try to be open minded. You know, try to be open minded. Sometimes it's worth going to see things that are, you know, not on your top of your list, just to see what's available. You might be surprised. You might actually want to go for something else, and it'll help just cement in your own mind you know, that this is what we want. I think so as I, a first-time first-time buyer, you don't actually know what you want. Like you have an idea in your head of what you want, yeah. but when you until you start looking, I don't think you actually no. do know what you yeah. want because no. you go, "Oh, yeah. actually, I can compromise yeah. with that," or you know what, I'm not going to compromise yeah. with that, or yeah, whatever. It. There's nothing wrong with going to see something purely just to, to strike off your list, just mm -hmm. to say, look, I've looked at it, but, but that's not for me, you know. Yeah, 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 a balance between price and lifestyle, you know, what, what, what's important to you, isn't it? Um, okay, um, what else, what else, what else? Um, I suppose encouragement, just if we just circle back to, to, to that, I mean, what I would say to first-time buyers as well is remember that you are, um, you're chain-free. Um, Sometimes you will be bidding for properties where, you know, there are second-time buyers, depending on which point you're entering the market. Um, and sometimes, you know, there might be a closing date and you might offer, and again, as we said, you might not be the highest offer, but because yours is not subject to a sale, it has certainty, and it will quite often trump a higher offer. So, again, take encouragement from that. It's not all about the pounds, shillings and pence. Uh, it can be about, you know, you, how you get on with people, and to say your own circumstances in terms of being a, a hot, what we would refer to as a, a hot buyer. Anything else from your point of view, Kieran, on that? No, I would just say, look, if, you know, if you listen to this and, and you are either, you've started looking or you're in the stage where, you know, whether you're on your own, whether it's a couple, you guys are talking about it, speak to us. That's what we're there for. You know, we're not scary estate agents. <laughs> we're there to help. Whether that is purely just to go to the buying list, and whether that is you need you know advice from a solicitor, or you just want to speak over with someone, speak to us, that's what we're there for, that's what we do every single day, and we can give someone advice. Yeah. Okay, just finally, um, can I ask, because obviously we've all been first time buyers, <laughs> um, your 
the thing you learned or best advice or whatever, what, how would you sum up being a first-time buyer, Lauren? So, I, obviously, my experience being a first-time buyer was a little bit different. So, because I worked in an estate agent, I understood it a little bit more. Yeah. It is super stressful, 100% it is. It's a lot to do, deal with. But I think there's nothing better than once you're moved in, actually having, like, just being like, I own this. Yeah. Like, like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, it's all feeling well, like, owning a car or, yeah. you know, buying yourself something. But actually, like, owning like a house like that that is yours and yeah. like all your hard work and time and dedication has like got that you can do whatever you want with it and I think that's like it's so worth it like although yeah it's stressful rely on like your family rely on your friends like rely on like the help of your stage and your solicitor like rely on everybody get the advice you can get because I guarantee it'll be so worth it once you actually have your house that was meant for you. It's it's so worth it. Like I I love it. Like Good. it's the best thing ever. I'm like proper proud of myself. Well, Adam was like, mm, it's my second house. But for me I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe you on this. Yeah. Like I'm like, that's so cool. That's fantastic. I feel very like an adult, but you know. Great. Feel very Kim. very grown up. <laughs> Kim, what about you? Um <laughs> Get a good solicitor, um, seriously, because you know that I'm busy. I have a, a lot to do on a daily basis, and, and obviously Laura, a little bit biased, but, but but took all the stress and hassle away. You know, she dealt with pretty much uh, absolutely everything. You know, good. For me, I would say I say it was a very long time ago, nineteen eighty-five. Um, I've said before in a previous podcast, cost us sixteen grand uh, for a flat in Elliot Street. But what I would say is that. In an Instagrammable age now, rather than Insta, look, you know, you can create that, but you might not necessarily buy it. A property may smell a bit funny, it may have horrible carpets and horrible decor and all the rest of it, but try and look beyond that because for a little bit of effort um, and, you know, paint and paper and all the rest of it, you know, you can put your stamp on it. And you, canvas, and, you can add, and you can add value. And the, the things that are putting other people off in this insta age with what the just move into the perfect thing might mean there's a deal to be done in that house so again that would be my, my point of remaining open-minded you know you look at the schedule thinking well oh, i don't like the look of that and there's a few twos on the home report necessarily be put off by those because those can often be the, and there's the, so many renovation like profiles oh, now yeah, on instagram that yeah. you can like follow and watch right. and you can see what what they've done to it and like that will give you like that ambition to like Fantastic. do that. You're like that's something I would want to do. Good, excellent. Well, we'll never be first time buyers again, but uh, hopefully, <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully that's been of uh, help to everyone. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, uh, Kieran. Thank you. And Thank you. we will reconvene in the next uh, fortnight, and um, we'll be posting another um, podcast. Please subscribe. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Goodbye.